The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. shall it be in every life in God's favorite house that you will saturate our beings with your presence that your people will be empowered to speak to the Red Seas and they will part Empowered to speak to fire and it will respond. Empowered to bring forth and to create deliverers on earth. For the praise and glory of your name. Breathe upon us, Father. Teach us your word yourself. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' matchless name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning again, everybody. Um, today, as you know, this 
It's like the Sunday before the God with Delegate service, you know. And we're excited. Let's, let's put our hands together for the Lord. And, you know, I just want to, every time I get to this point, I just want to quickly get out of the way, you know. And, you know, let God do what he wants to do, you know. And he, he will do it again in our lives in the name of Jesus. So today, last week we looked at your move. And today we are looking at your voice. Your voice. It is important that we realize that God works as it were with man. Man can wield the power of the creator of the heavens and earth. God can cooperate with man and change things that may appear impossible. Our text is from Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Matthew 16, 19. Jesus speaking to Peter by extension to the early church by extension to us. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. It's like God is saying, and it may not look like it yet for some of you, but that is going to change today in Jesus' name. God is saying, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. The, the whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in, in the heavens and you will see it on earth. Whatever you disallow, you forbid on earth, will be forbidden in heaven and you will see it forbidden on earth. So, in the, in the equation... It starts with us, with heaven actually, because heaven has done their bit. But right now, it's your move, it's my move. So it is our turn to act. And when we act, then heaven does what we have said to be done. Then we see it on earth as we have said it to be done. Praise the name of the Lord. So, if you want to change something in the physical natural, you have to first change it in the spiritual supernatural. What am I saying? Everything that is visible and physical precedes and is preceded by something that is invisible and spiritual. You've heard me say this, say this several times. If you, so if you want to fix something in the visible physical, you have to first address it in the invisible supernatural. In the invisible supernatural. The first fundamentals of working in the supernatural is the understanding of this fact that if you are not happy with your job going to work with a bad attitude will not solve the problem 
stepping back and fixing something in the spiritual will solve it. We solve it for you. If you are not happy with your marriage, it's the same thing. Fighting your wife or your husband, if you like tear their clothes, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You have to change it where? In the spiritual. Same thing in this nation. Well, not many of us are happy with the state of affairs in this nation. But we are not going to necessarily carry placards right now. We are going to pray in the spiritual. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, when we come to a period like this, God actually pays attention to the sacrifices that his children make. God pays serious attention to the sacrifices we make. In fact, the spiritual, the heavenlies, always yield to the highest bidder. The person that you are competing for, for that job opening, well, you don't know where they were on Friday at midnight. You can't be sleeping when your competitor is sacrificing. And God has made it in such a way that our sacrifice actually matters. They actually do. A physical sacrifice mysteriously produces supernatural releases. And we, we, we need to understand that. We, we don't know how fully it works, but we know that when we put stuff on God's altar, God always responds. God always responds. Always responds. We're going to be having daily vigils. From tomorrow night. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are going to be loading the clouds, if you will. We are going to be breaking barriers. We are going to be prophesying. Things are going to change in our favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. We can actually influence the outcomes of spiritual battles. Daniel chapter 10, classic example. You can read it when you get home. And Esther chapter 4, they put the two together. You can read it when, when you get home. Daniel was faced with a situation and he was praying. Daniel was praying. And Daniel's prayers was influencing the spiritual battle that was going on. Sometimes when you look at yourself, particularly when you're coasting or you're doing a very strenuous fast, it's as if you don't even have any strength left in you. But don't worry. Your angels are worrying. Your angels are fighting. Your sacrifice is producing fuel and energy for them as it were. You may feel... I can't even, I'm so depleted. But your angels are fired up. Totally fired up. In the case of Esther, 
It's the same thing. Esther fasted. She must have kept a vigil because it was a matter of life and death. And because of that, Esther changed, changed the law. She changed the law. And there are laws that have been contrary to your destiny. This season, they will be changed. In the mighty name of Jesus, they will be changed. They will be changed. There are people, you know, for those of us that come from this part of the world, we understand these things pretty better than, you know, our Western friends. There are some people in your village that their job is to just sit down and be licking something and be monitoring people's (laughs) You know, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they will have no power over you. She did not only change the law. The pit that was dug for her uncle, the person that dug the pit was Ong right there. So, she did not only change the law, she effected a reversal. A total reversal of destiny. Total reversal. Praise the name of the Lord. You can influence the supernatural. You can. You know, I I had this, uh, uh, I've shared this obviously some time ago, but I'll share it again, you know. I've had a spiritual conflict with some um, hugely occultic man. You know, it was a very clear confrontation. And because I was preaching the gospel. And I stood my ground. And he said that he gives me, that he has fired a bullet. That gives me five years. I say five years is too long. Why are you waiting for five years? Why don't you say five minutes or five days? But he said, it gives me five years. Then I'll be gone. You know? But I engaged with God, sorted it out, and I started counting. Year one, year two, year three, year four. Year five, exactly five years. His firstborn, my close friend, was shot dead in Lagos. The supernatural influences, you have to be a, an active participant. And you will not be a part of the casualties in Jesus' name. Just a coincidence. Yeah, I like those kind of coincidences. I mean, I'm I'm very okay with those kind of coincidences. Daniel changed it. Esther changed it. You will change yours. Isaiah 62. God is saying to you and I, give the Lord no rest until he completes is work. You see that God is working. You see that God is up to something in your life. Don't give him rest. How can a mortal man that gets tired not give 
an eternal God that doesn't get tired, rest. It's the mystery, but God has put it in our powers to frustrate his rest. He has chosen to do that. And I will use my own until I see all I need to see. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Give him no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Olufemi Munayi the pride of the earth, until he makes God's favorite house the pride of the earth, until he makes you the pride of the earth. The Lord has sworn to GFH, and by, by his own strength, I will never again hand you over to your enemies. Never again will foreign warriors come and take away your grain and new wine. You raised the grain and you will eat it. Praising the Lord. Not just eat it sorrowful. Eat it praising the Lord. Within the courtyards of the temple, you yourself will drink the wine you have pressed. In the name of Jesus. It's time to effect dominance in the spirit realm. It's time to stand our ground and take and sustain territories. In fact, I've been told to say to you this morning that the days of losing territories are over. If you receive that, shout hallelujah. (laughs) The days of losing territories are over. You take a step, you, you secure a space, and before you know it, it's been eroded. Not again. Never again. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, Jesus says to us that three things must be in place when we pray. Three things must be in place when we pray. Because prayer is engaging the supernatural. Three things must be in place, Jesus said, when we pray. Three things must be in place when we pray. Number one, Jesus said himself that when you pray, believe. Mark eleven twenty four. When you pray, believe. He that comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, do what? Believe that you have it and it will be yours. So, Jesus says to us, when you pray, believe. Number two, Jesus says to us, to you and I, when you pray, forgive. When you pray, forgive. Verse 25, Mark 11. When you pray, forgive. But when you are praying, first do what? Forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. So that someone said that you can never get ahead by ground of flesh. She did it to me. You, you can't get ahead getting even. There are some people, they are not going anywhere. Their job is just trying to cause trouble for you. Just leave them alone. They are not going where you are going. Say to them, I forgive you. 
Bye bye. You know, I mean, give, kiss them goodbye. There's no point doing all you are doing. Then you stand praying, and heaven is saying, Oh oh. God is saying to you and I, when you pray, believe. When you pray, do what? Forgive. And number three, when you pray, say. When you pray, say. Look 11, 2. Look 11, verse 2. It says, He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, when you pray, use your words, use your voice, say. When you pray, say. Your voice is indispensable. For things to move in your favor, you must know how to deploy your voice in the spiritual. You must know how to use your voice. When you pray, say. Matthew 21, 21 says, Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. Now, this, they were going, and Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree, and he wanted to eat I mean, um, fruit. And he went and he plucked, you know, you know. Sometimes we've become too civilized for ourselves. I was walking by and I saw, you know, all these fruits, fruit tree, you know. And I was trying to pluck the, you know what we call fruit, the almond, is that it? Okay, you know, but it's fruit to us. (laughs) So, I was trying to pluck the thing and, you know, and so the person with me was like, oh no, pastor, it's a, it's a tree, it's just outside there, you can't just pluck it. And I'm like, listen, Jesus, if Jesus were alive, he would be plucking fruit. It's in the Bible. He was going, just saw a, a, just a fig tree, and he went to help himself. And there was no fig on it. And Jesus says, no man eats fig from you again, because I came Ah, when God comes, may you have fruit to give him. When he, when he comes, when he moves close as he is this season, may, may he see fruit. And Jesus spoke it and instantly the fig tree dried up and, you know, and they were surprised. Wow. I mean, then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do th- things like this. Things like what? Now, think about it. Was it important that Jesus actually kills that tree? Who does it benefit? If it were today, the agriculturist would protest. If Jesus had told a, a, a dog to dry up and he dies, the animal rights people will protest. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm not saying you should go in everywhere because in trees to die. <laughs> I'm saying that God has given man dominion. And that's what it means. That's just what it means. So, so Jesus is saying, 
if you have faith and don't doubt, you will do things like this. You can, obviously you went somewhere else to get food. So you can actually do things like this. Like, like Peter did when he said to Jesus, if it is you, tell me to walk on water. And Peter walked on water. Look at it carefully. Is it important for Peter to walk on water? What value does that add to anybody? Just get into the boat and let us go. But Peter said, let me walk on water. So there are certain things that you think are not important. And God says that even if you ask me those things, I will do it for you. If you understand these things. He says, you can do things like this and much more. Amazing. You can even say, you can use your voice and speak to the mountain and say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Jesus was talking about the figurative mountain. He's talking about a physical mountain. And it will happen. You know, sometimes we excuse away what God can do in our lives. We, we, we look at a mountain, a problem in our lives that we think is big and it's huge and it's humongous. And we say when Jesus was talking about mountains, he didn't mean this kind of mountain. I meant to tell you that, including that mountain, it will move. Job 22, 28 God's word says to us, you will also do what? Decree a thing. And it will be established unto you. You will also decree a thing. And it will be established unto you. And light will shine on your ways. Your voice is needed for you to make those decrees. Your voice is needed. God wants you to lift your voice and declare it. God wants you to decree it and declare it and say it. God wants you to use your voice. And many times, because we don't use our voice, maybe because we are too cute to use our voice. <laughs> or we didn't, we didn't know how to use our voice. Uh, we, for some reason, don't use our voice. Then nothing happens. Then nothing happens. And so, so you have rights that don't become realities. So as, as a Christian, you have rights. If you, if you look at, listen to that testimony of the lady that was healed of, of um, goiter, you know, she, she knew her rights, but her rights was not a reality. And many times, we confuse our rights with our realities. We get so um, uh, elated with our rights that we forget that our rights have become our realities. So, don't Confuse your right with your reality. You must be able to say, this is what it is now, but this is what it's going to be. 
Praise the name of the Lord. This is what it's going to be. Ecclesiastes 8.4 says that where the word of a king is, there is power. God has made you and I kings and priests to him. And where the word of a king is, there is what? There's power. So, if you will, here you have your rights. And here you have your your realities. Now, what we are saying is this. Ephesians 1.3 God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places by Christ Jesus. But guess, where are the spiritual blessings? In heavenly places. Is it very useful there for you right now? No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. You need to take it and make it what? A reality. And this is a key part in doing that. You take your right, you activate your voice, and it becomes reality. You take your right, you activate your voice, by the wounds of Jesus, I have been healed. My reality right now is that maybe I feel headache, whatever. But my right is because of Christ, I have become a child of God. And by extension, because I'm a child of God, by the wounds of Jesus, I have been healed. I use my voice. There's the, that's the creative component of, 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 of prophecy. Because, in fact, that's where creativity starts from. <coughs> that's where it starts from. If you check any building, the architects, the people that designed this auditorium, they had it in their minds. They spoke it. They didn't only speak it. They drew it. And they came and they, they, they showed you. They said, Pastor, the, the toilet is going to be here. The uh, auditorium is going to be here. The, I mean, what, what are they saying? What are they, what, all we had was paper. But it's the same principle. The word of God says to you and I that let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. So ultimately, what happens, the more you engage, the more, the shorter this distance. The more you engage, the shorter the distance. Your right comes closer. You know, when you first start these things, as if your the rights are so far away, 
in heavenly places this side. My reality is, Pastor, they are so far away. The more you engage, the more you are going to see, and it's going to influence your reality, the shorter this distance is going to be. It's such a way that your rights and your realities are like, you know, there's an intersection, in fact, until one almost, as long as we are here, it will not totally, you know, uh, swallow each other. But there will always be a time when we need to exercise that space, that dominion, and use our voice. I pray for you that your voice will be heard on I. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because when your voice is heard on high, your reality reflects your rights. When your voice is heard on high, your reality reflects your rights. But pastor, I've been using my voice. My reality hasn't reflected my rights. Keep on using it. I've been having vigils, but I'm not seeing the change I want. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep having, because it is going to break. Like a dam. It's going to give way. It's going to give way. So, that, that's how it is. That's, that's what God has said. And, and God is saying, if you check um, Isaiah uh, 58, it says that if if you, if you look, you know, some people are fasting, but they are fasting in a canal way. It says, it says, fasting in a canal way, bickering, holding offenses, you know, still treating yourself badly. It says, will not make your voice heard on high. So, you can't, it's, you, should, you should quit your canal weapons today. Because your carnal weapons cannot deliver spiritual results. They cannot. They cannot. Stop fighting spiritual battles with carnal weapons. They cannot. Zero your mind. He said, prophesy, prophesy I shall. Prophesy I shall. A huge component in, in the creative um, process is prophesying. Is prophesying, and we are starting on Sunday with prophesy. God says, "Prophesy, son of man." <laughs> Ezekiel was standing with the valley of dry bones, hopeless situation. God said to him, "Prophesy, son of man." <laughs> what about prophecy? Prophesy is the first. Step in the creative process. Prophesy. And like I said, I mean, this God Regain service is like going to be a three part series. You know, um, we are starting part one on Sunday with Prophesy. And the part two, um, we're going to be diving deeper into the creative process. And part three, the upper Sunday, we're going to dive deeper still into, into the creative process because there's just so much. Praise the name of the Lord. Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12. Again, to reiterate the fact that we shouldn't be engaging in the flesh. It says, for our struggle is not against enemies of flesh and blood. 
It's not even the winch in the village. That's not your, that's not your problem. Your problem is not that, you know, man that you think is an ubonger that is on your case. That's not your problem, really. It's just a tool in the hands of the enemy. It says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, against blood and flesh. It says, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It says, therefore, take on the whole armor of God. You can't use the armor of the flesh. You need the armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and haven't done everything to stand. Verse 18. At the end of the day, pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. You cannot afford to just coast through life and, and expect that, oh, did, I mean, one of the biggest, fattest lies I've heard, I mean, is that when you don't trouble the devil, the devil doesn't trouble you. Have you heard of it? <laughs> oh, Lord. Listen, listen. You just don't know it. It's troubling you already. It's a big fat lie. It's good to be on the offensive spiritually. It's good to be on the forward foot. They are not bringing the battle to you. You are taking the battle to the enemy. Stop living your life to chance. You need to fight. Fight for your family. You need to fight. Fight for your children. You need to fight for your business. You need to fight for your finance. You need to fight for your career. You, why should you... Why should you have a question mark? You need to fight. And guess what? When, because God is not a respecter of persons. If you do what you should do, you will get what you should get. You know, it's easy. People are, who have said to me, I mean, before, oh, you are just lucky. Oh, you know, you are just one of those lucky ones. You know, <laughs> like... Yeah, right. Lucky. Then, on another conversation, we are having a, we are saying, no, how do you do your fast? I said, fast, I said, yeah, you know, this is how you do it, you know, that's how you do it. And he says, ah, you mean food does not touch your mouth for 21 days? Pastor, I'm like, yeah, yeah, by God's grace, if you trust, he says, ah, I mean, I don't have that kind of anointing. But he's lucky. But he's lucky. Paul was saying that I work hard so that I don't make the grace of God upon my life of non-effect. People think to have God's grace upon your life means to, to sit down lazy. No. In fact, the grace will empower you to do much more. Much more. You have to make up your mind. 
What is it going to be? Can you, I mean, people should just stop all this trying to outsource their destiny. You want to outsource your destiny to prayer contractors. You know, they are prayer contractors. Stop it. God wants to hear your voice. Heaven is waiting for your voice. For your voice. And obviously, I mean, a lot of people have taken advantage of that, particularly in this part of the world. It's, it's become a, a very lucrative business, you know. People will send you all sorts of prayers. I'm like, can you just stop this? Stop it. Can you roll up your own sleeves and seek your God and use your voice and cause the change that you require? God wants your voice. Let me look at your number and say, God wants your voice. Two things about the prophetic and we'll close. Two things. Since we are, you know, moving in a company of prophets, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm excited about what's going on. People are prophesying very sharply, you know. Praise the Lord. The, the, the prophetic word that they shared at the, during the testimonies was one of our, our daughters in, in, the, in the U.S. She always follows Prayer, praise change. Always for remember, some people are in Nigeria. She was here, we were there. You know, on the Monday, God said to me, just sing that song. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. Was it on Tuesday? For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. And and we'll be singing it and we're singing it. And on the Friday, boom! She just I prophesy wherever she was. <laughs> Praise God. So, I mean, since, I mean, an exciting time, I mean, I wish everybody can prophesy. <laughs> you know? So, we need to know a few things about the prophetic. Just two for today. And, and you know, we go from there. Number one is this, that the corporate prophetic anointing can be contagious. It can be contagious. So you can, you can, you, when, if you come for the vigil, it's going to be tight by the grace of God. By the time God will get service, ah, oh, you know. So you can be coming from the, for the vigil and from the car park. You start prophesying. Yeah. First Samuel 19. <laughs> First Samuel 19 from verse 19, it says, When the report reached Saul that David was in Naioth, in Ramah, with Samuel, David had escaped. Saul had tried to kill David. Michal has dropped him from the you know, tower and he had escaped. But when they arrived and saw Samuel, now, when he saw that David had gone to Nioth, he sent troops to capture him. Soldiers. But when they arrived, when the soldiers with arms arrived to capture 
David. And saw Samuel leading a group of prophets who were prophesying. The Spirit of God came upon Saul's men. And they also began to prophesy. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. Listen, listen. There's no need to be afraid of your enemies. Let them come. They will begin to prophesy. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, they began to prophesy. When Saul heard what had happened, he sent other troops. But they too, when they got there, for the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. When there's a company of prophets, there's a corporate dimension of prophesying that it becomes effortless even sometimes to God's enemies. When Saul heard what had happened, okay, said, uh, the prophet said, the same thing happened to a third group, a third time. For the Lord is good. <laughs> His mercy is endured forever. Finally, Saul himself went to Ramah and arrived at the great well of Seku. Where as Samuel and David demanded as the Ogapatapata. They are not in Rama. The titles, the hiding is not now. Someone told him. <clears throat> but on the way to Nioth, in Rama, the Spirit of God came even upon Saul. And he too began to prophesy. <laughs> For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good and his mercies endure. He began to prophesy all the way. His own was even worse. Tonight, he was so strong, he tore off his clothes and lay naked on the ground. A whole king all day and all night. Prophesying in the presence of Samuel. The people who were watching exclaimed, ah, ah, what? Is even so a prophet? You will begin to prophesy that people will look at you and say, ah, hey, bikili, bikili. <laughs> but before they finish it, they will join you. <laughs> about the prophetic that we need to learn this morning is, is that the prophetic flows from worship. Flows from worship. Second Kings 3, classic story, 15 and 16. Elisha 
been upset with the king of Israel because of his idolatry. And at the time, because of the king of Judah, he said, because of the king of Judah, he said, now bring me someone who can play the harp. While the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha and he said, this is what the Lord says. While worship goes on at the daily vigil, the power of God will come upon you. While worship goes on this season, the power of God will come upon you. And you will say clearly, this is what God is saying. In the mighty name of Jesus. This dry valley will be filled with pools of water, he said. He said, okay, Pastor, you know, this is amazing. I believe you, you know. But can, can you give me an example in the New Testament? You know, some compartmentalized New Testament, Old Testament Christians. God is eternal. He's the same. He has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I give you one. Acts 13. This one. It says, among the prophets. Prophets. This is the New Testament church. Everybody say prophets. Among the prophets and teachers of the church in Antioch of Syria where Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Babadudu, he, you know, he was an African, was a black man. He was a strong prophet. Lucius from Cyrene. Lucius was, was Cyrene is in Africa, too, like Libya, North Africa. Libya, Egypt, those guys were mainly blacks before the, uh, the Arab invasion and all that. Man... Manian, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Separate to me, Saul and Barnabas. As they were worshiping the Lord with fast, as they were worshiping the Lord, the prophetic boom. So, as we gear up and get to this point, You need to expect God to do what only he can do. You need to open your heart. You need to give it your strike. You need to give it your best shot. You need to leave nothing behind. That when Sunday comes and it's all done, there will be a doubt in your heart that could you have done better? It will be, I have knocked out this juggernaut. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. And his mercies endure forever. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. like, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus. 
Because I want to start prophesying by God's grace. You need to come to him first. Before he can fill you up to the overflowing. Which is what prophesying, prophesying lightly is all about. Or you, you are saying, Pastor, I used to be with Christ, but I'm a backslid. Can I come back to God today? Yes, you can. If you're in any of those two categories, you are saying, should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you wherever you are. Pastor, that is me. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, over your head, and we'll pray together. I'm coming to Jesus. I'm rededicating my life to him. I'm giving my life afresh to him. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand. Well, shoot it up, shoot it up, shoot it up. And we'll pray together. Over your head. God bless you. God bless you right there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That is me. God bless you right there. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Another hand there. Another hand there. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up until you get the card. Well, that's all I... God bless you. Another hand there. That's all I require of you. Once you have the card, you can put on your hand and talk to God. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. Anybody else? That is me, Pastor. God bless you. That is me. Put up that hand. Anybody else? That is me. Pray with me. Dressed of us, let's... Just speak to the Lord and say to him, my voice, my voice will be heard. My voice will be heard on high. Oh, my voice, my voice will be heard on high. Father, we pray for everyone that's surrendering to you today. We ask that you breathe upon, upon them, Lord. Lord, change their lives totally. Change their lives totally. My Father. I pray for every one of us that our voice, our voices will be heard on high in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus, for his kindness, his mercy.